Radio. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Hello. Hi. It's Monday. It's 609. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNSDAM790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things. Imagine that. Three things that I think you need to know. You. Well, well, yes. Um, Number one, there's going to be a a vote today at about 3 o'clock our time. House Intel Committee. First time they're going to be able to vote on releasing the memo. It's going to happen. It looks like this week. It looks like they're going to vote on it today. And over the weekend... White House spokespeople said, oh, yeah, Trump leaves in transparency. He's going to release the memo. So it's on. And and I swear, these these Democrats have never tried to hide something so much. I mean, it's just, it's really incredible, isn't it? Really incredible. Second thing that I think you need to know, I think that I explained this to you pretty well. Is this really the second thing, though? Ah, we'll do it this time only because there's so many things that I think you need to know. Trump tweeted Saturday, Saturday night. I woke up to it Sunday morning. I have offered DACA a wonderful, wonderful deal, including a doubling in the number of recipients and a 12-year pathway to citizenship for two reasons. One, because the Republicans want to fix a long-time terrible problem. Two, to show that Democrats do not want to solve DACA, only use it. That is what I told you after I convinced myself that on Friday. <laughs> I'll give you credit. There were, you know, you may have been, the, you know, one of the many listening that, like, Garrett, calm down. It's okay. all good. You, you, you too. listening, you, 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 and you, yes, and you, you, yes. So, huh. wow. And I love, by the way, the latest plan from uh, the Democrats, real quick, is. They keep saying, the president, the $25 billion for the wall that's holding these DACA recipients hostage. Wait, excuse me? He's saying you can get more than you even wanted. And you get border security. How is that a bad thing? Eugene? Oh, they don't want it. I mean, he called them out. I mean, t- and you know what's crazy? Well, well, we'll get into that. But it's crazy that nobody in the media, I guess, in their esteemed Sunday shows, wanted to ask anyone, you think the president set the Dems up for a trap on this? What's it going to take for you guys? Are you guys ever going to actually want to do this? Are you ever going to make a deal or are you impossible to work with? Anyway, third thing I think you need to know, uh, despite looking at the whole country, the entire country, and seeing the economy boom everywhere but here in Tucson, and it's all because of regulations being cut and the tax reform, the city of Tucson had a little meeting over the weekend, I guess, and they were like, we're broke. We may have to think about raising taxes once again. Ah. Doing the complete opposite of what is making the economy boom. That is Tucson leadership right there. Yes, we are thinking about we may have to raise taxes in the next year or two. Why not cut taxes and encourage businesses to actually want to open here? Nah, that only works everywhere else. Why should we do that here in Tucson? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, and I just heard coming in real, really quick, real, real nice. Maxine Waters 
is not going to the State of the Union tomorrow. By the way, tomorrow night, State of the Union watching party. 7 o'clock, Mr. Ons, Oracle and Rudisil. I'll be there. There's info at knst.com. I'll put it on my Facebook page again. And on my Twitter, I'll tweet it out again, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Um, I suggest you get there before 7, though, so you can get a seat, because I think it's going to be a packed house, because we haven't had a, a watching party in a long time. And it's going to be good. Get some food, get some drinks, watch some Trump. Have some laughs. That too. I think it's going to be good. So you have uh, seven black members of Congress boycotting Trump. But that's not racist. Race war! Oh, that's not racist. No. Uh, no, they just don't like him. And I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. If there were white members of Congress that boycotted Obama's State of the Union. Oh, shit, here we go. Yep. It's a yep. race war! Funny how that happens. Now, Maxine Waters, listen, Maxine Waters doing her own State of the Union. She's skipping the actual State of the Union to deliver her own State of the Union. And that's just freaking hilarious. Now, I can't wait to see that. I almost want to watch that as much as I want to watch Trump, because who knows what the hell he's going to say, right? But Maxine Waters doing this, besides the fact that it's just hilarious, that a complete nut job, right? The complete nut job is going to get out there and apparently give her own State of the Union, and who knows what that nut job is going to say. I mean, she says the craziest stuff. I mean, it's just, wow, it's, well, she's going to respond. Now, they already have her, so they, they're going to have a Kennedy. The Democrats said they're going to have one of the Kennedys, and they, what, what a good family that is. huh? Uh, one of the Kennedys is going to sit back and do the official response to Trump, but then apparently um, Maxine Waters is going to deliver her, her own nationally televised response on BET, Black Entertainment Television. It'll be on Angela Rye's State of the Union. Not part of the official Democratic official party official response. Again, Joseph Kennedy is going to do that. But Maxine Waters is going... Can you imagine the crazy stuff? <laughs> now, now, he's, now he's dangerous. And it's Russia. And it's Russia... And and he called Hillary crooked, so he needs to be impeached because it's just not nice. And Vladimir told him to do it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a bit uh, disrespectful? It's all disrespectful, but that's the thing. We look past this crap. Um, now, Trump will point it out. I guarantee you Trump will tweet out something about the seven members of Congress sitting. Or maybe he won't. That's something he would do, though, because he points that stuff out. For the longest time, we generally ignore it. But, but on talk radio, we call it out. And, you know, why not? How wonder, is it not disrespectful? I wonder what Omar Navarro is going to do during this whole thing. He's it'd be, be cool live if, tweeting it. You know what? It'd be cool if he could actually take her spots. He's, yeah. And if you don't know, it'd Omar Navarro really cool. is the guy that uh, yeah. we had on the show a long time ago. He is right. He's a Republican, uh, young guy with 28 years old. Um, I believe he's a Cuban American. Sure. Right. I believe he's Cuban. Anyway, he is running against uh, Maxine as a Republican, and he's got like I don't know a bunch of people. I don't know if there's a bunch of Republicans also in the primary. It's been so long. But anyway, a young dude, he gets it, um, and and he'd like to take on Crazy Maxine. But whatever. I, I just think it's hilarious that she's doing that. Well, yes. Yes. Uh, now, here locally, there's a story. We're going to make fun of this throughout the morning because it's just that insane. Okay. You know, we complain about the streets a lot here, right? Potholes, things like that. Um, and we have no streetlights. 
I mean, there's like no streetlights. They wonder why that? They, they wonder why people get hit when they cross the road. Sometimes they're bad drivers. Sometimes people don't see them. Sometimes these people crossing the road are high and drunk at the same time, high or drunk, high and drunk, whatever it might be. And it happens. Um, the government thinks they could somehow protect people. I remember a few years ago, the city of Tucson decided to do a public service campaign on how to cross the street properly. I guess it didn't work out. You don't remember that? Oh, no. yeah. I guess they did a whole video. I guess it didn't work out to well. all that money, and they thought it was so good. And, of course, nobody remembers it ever because it's just an epic failure. Generally, your parents teach you how to cross the street. At the crosswalk with the light. There you go. Look right? both ways. I mean, I, yeah. I tell my son I all the time, do. look both ways, make sure nobody's coming. Always be cautious because people are stupid here and they're nuts. And they just they just zoom on through. I was talking to Ryan. Uh, was it Friday? I was walking into the grocery store to get something. And, you know, in front of the grocery stores, they have the the uh, painted areas. That means, like, no matter who is going, if someone's walking there, cars must stop. Yeah. yeah sure. Some nut job in a pickup truck, some old dude with an old wife in a pickup truck just goes zooming on through going 35 miles an hour. Didn't even stop. Didn't look. So windows open. I yell at the guy. Ryan heard it. I'm like, hey, supposed to slow down. And then some dopey millennial with his, uh, you know, with his headphones in. He can't, he can't walk out from their car to the grocery store without their headphones in their ear to hear whatever they're listening to. Like, but unless it's KNST, I'm cool with that. So anyway, dude next to me goes, it's going to be okay. I'm like, what? Shut up, man. What the hell are you? <laughs> What's the it's going to be okay. Get yeah, out get out of here. Get out of here. So anyway, point being, the roads really, really suck. And there's a story in the local paper about Tucson developing complete streets. A complete streets policy. And I know you're thinking what I was thinking. The hell is complete streets policy? That is a very good question. And I'm glad that you asked that question. A complete streets policy. Before I even answer that, though, because you're very smart. You listen to this show. You get how people think, how the other side thinks, all the stupidity and everything else, right? Complete streets policy. You know deep down, right? You know the first thing that hit you when I told when I just said Tucson, they had this little uh, getaway and they're talking about raising taxes and stuff, other stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, you do know, right? What hit you? What hit you in your gut when I said complete streets policy? First thing, I guarantee you, tell me if I'm right, just nod at the radio or say yes. The first thing that you thought of, does that have anything to do with, like, race? And the answer is yes. Yes. It has to do with race. Mm-hmm. There's, there's really nothing. I mean, what, what more do you want? Of course it has to do with race. How could it not do anything? I will explain how it has to do with race. This is just unbelievable. In five, don't go anywhere. KNST AM 792 Suns, most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Bob, 707, what are you doing? It's Monday. It's going to be beautiful outside. I, I still dig the fact that it's it's dark out. You're weird. Not exa- what? Not exactly great for the frequency, but it, I'm glad 
I like it. I feel like I get a jump on the day. I like to win. That's where my son gets it. I'm very competitive like that. I like to know more before others. What you're, is that bad? No, but you're up before the sun even like thinks. About I know, I know. Up. But then, like in a few months, when we when we drive in, sun's up at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, but you're still up before the sun even gets. Yeah, up. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it. Seems like everyone should be up at that point. <laughs> That's why I drive to work, honking yeah. my horn the whole time, go through my neighborhood. Anyway, Wake up! three things I think about the morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things that I think you need to know. Um, five o'clock Eastern, three o'clock local time. House Intelligence Committee gonna meet. And uh, hopefully vote. They're going to decide whether to release the Obama uh, FISA, the, the FISA warrant, the memo, release the memo. They could vote on it as early as today at 3 o'clock local time. And the Trump White House has already said, we're releasing it if it comes to us. If they, if they approve it, we're approving it too. Wow, wow, wow. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, we'll get to this right now, a story I saw from the Washington Times. A study was done. Are you ready for this? In Arizona, illegal aliens commit crimes at double the rate compared to native-born people in Arizona. Where are you, Chief Magnus? Oh, we need to be sanctuary. We need to, we need to make sure we don't help out the feds. We need to, no, 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 we can't do anything like that. People need to feel safe. Oh, no, it's all good. DAC is great. It's all good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get get into that in just a minute. And then later on, third thing I think you need to know, uh, Tucson City Council had a retreat on Friday where they met with the city manager and they said, you know what, we're kind of broke. looks like over the next few years we're going to have to raise taxes again. You just voted to give yourself a tax increase with Prop 101, $150 million for police and fire and some roads, I guess. How much more are you willing to give them? Three things that I think you need to know. And let me just say right away real quick again also. I can't state this enough. The Trumpster confirmed what I thought on Friday. If you're just tuning in, over the weekend, Saturday night, he tweeted out, I have offered DACA a wonderful deal, including a doubling in the number of recipients and a 12-year pathway to citizenship for two reasons. One, because the Republicans want to fix a long-time terrible problem. And two, to show that Democrats do not want to solve DACA, only use it. So he, once again, was like, I know exactly what they're going to do, and they're going to show their cards to the American public, and America's going to realize there's no reason to go vote for these idiots in November. Like, he literally, um, I I think, as long as he keeps this going, I mean, we're a long way from November, and people always forget things, but as long as this is talked about a lot, and Trump seems to really push issues a lot, don't you think? This is going to demotivate people to go vote. Like, all of a sudden, people that thought Democrats are all for amnesty saw that they were offered a really good deal. And Democrats turned it down, and Trump's like, they don't want to do it. They're just using you. And people are going to say, why the hell should I go out and vote for these damn Democrats now? Once again, Trump rescuing the Republican Party. That is how you drain the swamp. Yeah. That is how you drain the swamp. By getting those jokers out. Yeah. Good point. So that's phenomenal. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, and you would have seen my comments. I actually tweeted at Jessica Vaughn, who was on the show. She had a great interview on Friday, breaking down what's wrong with the amnesty bill the president put forward, uh, even though I thought it was all garbage. And she said, and I, I brought that idea that maybe he did it just to get the Democrats to show themselves. We'll talk about that in a second. But don't, don't move that. Don't move that. So 
I said, do you think this is possible? And she just she just kind of was caught by surprise. She goes, well, if he's crazy like a fox. So I tweeted the uh, the Trump tweet to her on Friday, on Saturday or Sunday morning, yesterday morning. And she's just, she's like, yeah, or amnesty for everyone. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Jessica's brilliant. Uh, I just thought it was funny. So, all right, let's uh, let's go with this. Um, Washington Times came out with a story I saw over the weekend. Illegals commit crimes at double the rate of native-born, according to a study. What? Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions even cited this. It was a new report. It was based on conviction data. The report from the Crime Prevention Research Center used a previously untapped set of data from Arizona that detailed criminal convictions and found that illegal immigrants between 15 and 35 are less than 3% of the state's population, but nearly 8% of its prison population. Okay. Again, the crime rate among illegal immigrants in Arizona is twice that of other residents. John Lott, brilliant guy with numbers. He is the author of this research, right? He's, he did this, this whole thing. Crime, by the way, the crimes they were convicted of were on the whole more serious as well, by the way. Not just double, but more serious on top of that. Um, his findings, John Lott's findings, challenged the general nar- narrative that immigrants commit fewer crimes. See, that's what Police Chief Magnus wants you to think. He has said that in the past. Those past studies usually don't look at legal versus illegal populations, John Lott said. And he said the Arizona data is able to peek behind the curtain, and the differences between the populations were stark. He said, quote, There appears to be a huge difference between the two groups. The type of person who goes through the process to legally immigrate in the U.S. appears to be very law-abiding versus even the U.S.-born population. Yeah, because they, like, they love it. They appreciate it. They don't want to screw anything up to go back to the, you know, the S-hole where they came from. The reverse is true for undocumented immigrants. They are committing crimes and more serious crimes, he said. Among nearly 4,000 first and second degree murder convictions, undocumented immigrants accounted for nearly 13%. Among nearly 4,000 first and second degree murder convictions, illegal aliens accounted for about 13% significantly higher than the percentage of the population. Legal immigrants, by the way, were less than 1% of convicts. Native-born made up the rest. Undocumented immigrants also accounted for five times the rate of convictions for money laundering and kidnapping. Three times more likely to be convicted of drive-by shootings than native-born. The data covered... From 1985 to 2017. For data purposes, John Lott defined undocumented immigrants, the illegal aliens, as those who weren't U.S. citizens or green card holders signaling permanent residency. He said crime rates of illegals who were 18 to 35 years old were particularly important given the ongoing debate about legalizing dreamers, the illegal alien dreamers. He said Arizona data showed that population had crime rates 250% higher than their share of the population would have predicted. It says here the Washington Times asked several experts to look at Lott's research paper. Some didn't respond. 
One said he was unable to get Mr. Lott's data and had questions about the methodology. Lott said that data belonged to Arizona, and his agreement was that he wouldn't give out the raw data without their approval. So Arizona handed it right over to him. Good for us. And Jeff Sessions used this. He cited the data on Friday when he was talking about the illegal immigration debate. He, had, he gave a speech in Norfolk, Virginia, and he said, they're more likely to be convicted of sexual assault, robbery, and driving under the influence. They're more than twice as likely to be convicted of murder. Tens of thousands of crimes have been committed in this country that would have never happened if our immigration laws were enforced and respected like they ought to be. What do you think of that? 880-KNST, 880-5678. That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to hear from Chief Magnus on this? Maybe great. Uh, and this is after, of course, this is after you have the story that we did last week about these brothers who uh, had a home robbed and couldn't get police to show up, TPD to show up for seven hours. They had to yank a lady off of uh, writing parking tickets. Mm-hmm. So we have all this. And there's something else because um, Magnus thinks that sanctuary cities are just great. And he'll say, no, no, we're welcoming. It's the same damn thing. And he doesn't want, he's, he's for DACA. He's for legalization. He's for amnesty. He says they do great things. We've talked about this. We even have his old, um, uh, his old uh, assistant chief. He went up to Mesa. You know what I'm talking about? Not Romero. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, the, um, we have the sound bites where they talk about how they, they value I mean, on camera, they value illegal aliens. Uh, they, they call them immigrants, of course. Uh, they value the, uh, it's the guy that works here. It's his buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I, you're I, all drawing a blank. I know, I'm drawing a blank, too. It stinks. Anyway, they value what Ramon. immigrants provide. Yes, Ramon Batista. Try, try looking for that real quick. Try Batista and see if it comes up. Because I, yeah, yeah. I know how to spell Batista. Sorry, 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 sorry. It should, it should come up. And... Yes, trust with uh, illegal, oh, illegal help. Play the bottom one. This is what he said. This is like a year and a half ago, probably two years ago, maybe a year ago. Something like that. I told us to a local TV station. This is the former assistant chief in Tucson talking about, uh, uh, he calls them immigrants. I, I call them illegals. Here we go. There are event after event that occur every day where immigrants come forward and give us information that help us solve a crime. And that wouldn't be possible if there wasn't already some established level of trust with our community. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you that there is no intent on the Tucson Police Department to be a part of any federal immigration enforcement program. Mm-hmm. Then I got this data from the Center for Immigration Studies, where Jessica Vaughn works. She was on the show on Friday. Um, it says here, since 2014, about 10,000 criminal aliens who were released because of sanctuary policies were arrested again for new crimes. So that's right there, 10,000 preventable crimes. So I'd love to hear from Chief Magnus once again say, tell me how sanctuary policies make us all safer. In Arizona, illegal aliens commit crimes at about double the rate of native-born. I will put this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I'll tweet it. I'll even tweet it at Chief Magnus. Love to get a response. Shouldn't he owe it to us? He's, he's the guy that's supposed to be in charge of law enforcement in Tucson, right? 880-KNST, 880-5678. And that puts us into the next thing we're going to talk about, 
which is the fact that the Tucson City Council, the manager, uh, I'm sure the chief was there as, as well. They had a retreat talking about uh, we're going broke. We might we we may have to increase taxes over the next few years. Part of it is because of police as well. They're short. Guess how many officers they want to add? Oh boy. I'll get you all this coming up. Don't go anywhere. 719. Uh, it is your morning ritual. Continue at 5. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. That's funny. Hi, it's 727. How you doing? Everything good? You feeling all right? State of the Union tomorrow night. Seven o'clock. Thank you. Seven o'clock start. You could hear it on KNST AM seven ninety. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, but you can also watch it with me and uh, like everyone. We're all going to be at Mister On's Oracle and Rudisil. It's going to be a great time. Get some dinner. Get some drinks. Uh, right in the bar area. Mister On is going to have every TV on. Everything's going to be full blast for the Trumpster State of the Union speech. It's going to be epic. Maybe we can convince him afterward to put on BET and we could watch. Maxine Waters give her own personal response because that's going to be the second best thing. Second best thing. I love it. I love it. So tomorrow night, Mr. On, 7 o'clock. I suggest you get there earlier if you want to get a seat. I mean, it's what happened with all of our debate watching parties. You got there early, you got a seat. Always, we, and we have no problem standing. We're a friendly crowd. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, high of about 80 today. Sunny, 80, windy. Watch out. Um, so I tweeted that story about the illegal aliens committing crimes at uh, twice the rate of native borns to Chief Magnus. We'll see if he responds. Uh, just so you know, and this is this is very, very, very important. Uh, Chief Magnus has done a lot of a very important tweeting uh, over the last uh, couple of days, I think. Or has he? Uh, like yesterday, he tweeted um, a story from the local paper. Local police agencies have a variety of ways to get information and report it. And he tweeted that story, which that's that's part of his gig. Uh, unsung heroes did that. Sexual harassment. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Chief Magnus. So I'm guessing, Chief Magnus, I'm guessing that he was at this retreat. There's a story in the local paper that uh, the Tucson City Council went on a retreat. And by the way, I mean, would it be awesome to go on a retreat with Steve Kazachik and Regina Romero? Uh-huh. Like a prison sentence under. Anyway, can you get the Kazachik soundbite ready? You look around this com- this country, and the economy is taken off, right? And what's frustrating is that it's not really taking off in Tucson because we have local people that just don't want to actually believe what their eyes and ears tell them, right? Let me just get you the, the beginning of this. At a council retreat Friday, wait, wait, I'll start at the beginning. Week revenue forecasts. Have the Tucson City Council discussing the possible need for tax increases over the next few years, but not likely in the next fiscal year. Where are their weak revenue forecasts? The the economy is booming with growth all around the country, except Tucson. Frustrating, isn't it? At a council retreat Friday, some of the discussions about how to bring in more revenue included plans that would require voter approval such as the creation of special taxing districts. All these people want to do is tax the hell out of you. We're running out of money. You know what? We need to take more from the people that actually earn it. We can't manage it correctly. 
No, 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 no. Nobody is actually making us manage it correctly. How do we get economic growth here? What do we need to do to generate more money? Ah, hell. Let's raise taxes again. It worked, it worked last time, right? Right? So Trump cuts taxes, cuts regulations. The economy around the country takes off. These knuckleheads here don't want to believe what their eyes and ears tell them. They want to raise taxes. Shouldn't shock you. You remember what Steve Kazachik said when he uh, won re-election at his little victory party. He's on stage and he's bragging about how we are not Trump, which is, you know, that's why we apparently have to raise taxes and have weak revenue forecasts. Listen to this. This is what Kazachik said. Here we go. 739, thank you for hanging out. Uh, State of the Union, tomorrow night, we're having a watching party. I hope you can join us. You can bring the whole family, by the way. It's a family-friendly event. Mr. Ons, Oracle, and Rudis will be in the bar area. And I'm sure he's going to have it blasting on the patio as well. So there's lots of seating. I mean, a ton of seating. And um, and there's fire pits and, and heaters and you name it and TVs. And it's going to be a great time to get some dinner, get some sushi, get some drinks. All at Mr. Ons tomorrow night for our big, ginormous State of the Union watching party uh, tomorrow night at 7. And you can listen to it also, if you can't get there, at 7 o'clock right here on KNST AM 790. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the House Intelligence Committee is going to meet today at 3 o'clock local time out there in D.C. And it looks like they've scheduled a vote. It looks like they've scheduled a vote to release the memo. And if that happens, it goes to Trump. And Trump, his people already said over the weekend, oh, he's going to release it. This is a big deal. That's the memo, again, that would show the uh, about the FISA warrant and who ordered it and the dossier that was paid for by Hillary and the DNC. This is a big deal. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, and, and I'm waiting again. I still haven't heard anything back from Chief Magnus, but people are retweeting it, which is cool. Uh, Washington Times uh, had a story about how illegal aliens in Arizona commit twice as many crimes they have a, they, the, their crime rate is double what the native born crime rate is but sanctuary cities are good and we should just and by the way it's very high in the 18 to 35 year old range which is it is like the sweet spot for daca and then those dreamers which are two separate people groups of people but they're there so we shouldn't just give amnesty just right there okay simple as that third thing i think you need to know the city of Tucson will continue with this. Uh, had a retreat on Friday, and they're like, man, our, our, our economic forecasts are weak. Our revenue collection is anemic. We're probably going to have to raise taxes in the next few years. Again. It's like they, they suffer from, they're insane. They keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Inspect the, they expect a different result. They're insane. This is what they want to do. Three things that I think you need to know. By the way, I'm not really talking Grammys because I just don't care. I just don't care. And now it's coming out about the ratings really quick before we get back to the, uh, the, the city of Tucson raising your taxes. Um, the Grammy ratings crashed. Not just crashed. They burned. They burned. They were all politics all the time. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see this garbage. And um, it says here, with a 12.7... Slash 21 in metered market rankings, 
This was way down from the early numbers for the last year's show, February of 2017. And by way down, over 20% decline from year to year. It looks like it is going to be an all-time low rating for the Grammys. Oh, who would have ever predicted that, huh? No way. Uh, yeah way. When they go out of their way to have uh, people read a fake book about Trump, that fire and fury. Or even Jake Tapper of CNN is like, yeah, a lot of this stuff is, is, is made up. They go out of their way just to trash the president who overwhelmingly won the election. Well, what about the popular vote? Listen, California, New York, you can't do anything about it. But the dude won, uh, if you look at the map, when you see the red and the blue, there's a reason he won over 300 electoral votes. The country wanted Trump. So you're basically telling everybody else that, I mean, you're telling 60-something million people, screw you, buddy, but, but watch our show anyway. Doesn't work like that. Wow. Um, and apparently it aired an hour earlier than usual this year than it normally does. Normally it's some point in February. So there was really no competition. There was no Super Bowl. I mean, it was the only thing to watch on a Sunday because last week at football games this past week, not, not only people watching football either, but you know, there was nothing going against it and they still sucked. Tell us how you really feel. I'm just saying <laughs> it's everything is down. Could be the lowest rated Grammys ever. So there you go. And you know what? It's going to affect your life. How? Uh, it just makes me feel good. Exactly. Exactly. It just makes it. It's not going to do anything. I can put any more money in your. Exactly. In your but maybe they'll realize, man, maybe we shouldn't trash Trump. Maybe people actually like Trump. Anyway. Um, and again, I can't state this enough. They, their whole idea of the show was to where they wore white roses to fight sexual harassment. White roses to everybody on the, oh, I got this white rose on, I'm against sexual harassment. Oh, yeah, white rose. Oh, yeah, I'm against sexual harassment. Everybody's against sexual harassment, unless you're Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or Matt Lauer. Oh, I'm, I'm against it. I'm against What does that do? I'm against it. Well, good. I'm glad. No, everybody should be against it. You have to let people know you're against it. Anyway, they're so against it. They had Hillary Clinton read the book. She was part of the show. Her husband is one of the biggest sexual harassers that we've ever had in this country. Genius move, by the way. And by the way, really quick, before we continue, um, you think Hillary's on the side of women that have been sexually harassed? Can you play number 56 for me real quick since, we, since I'm talking about this? This is how prepared we are on this show, okay? Uh, let me take you back in the day to Hillary when her husband, Billy Boy, was uh, sexually harassing, sexually assaulting, raping, you name it. A whole plethora of women. Listen to this. Here we go. ...reported that as First Lady, Hillary led the effort to disparage her husband's woman accusers who were dismissed as bimbo eruptions. In November, she wrote on her Twitter page, she said, every survivor of sexual assault deserves to be heard, believed, and supported. That's interesting. I was never heard and supported and, and believed. She, she tried to basically derail me. That was one of Bill's accusers, one of Bill's victims. So back in the 90s, yes, the media, it was Inside Edition. They said, yes, Hillary called these women, uh, these, they're saying this about her husband, bimbo eruptions. She's all about the victims, right? It's hard to fight facts. Hard to fight facts. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's continue. Uh, I just love how they crashed and burned. The ratings, what a joke. All right, let's go back to Tucson now. Again, the whole country is booming in the economy. I mean, they are just, they're just going and going and going, and it's just great, right? It's just great. 
And the city of Tucson doesn't want to copy that because, as Steve Kazachik said, the city councilman, he doesn't want any part of the Trump theology here. It's not part of our community. That's why you have to keep taxing, right? So they were talking about this. The city manager, Mike Ortega, said year-over-year revenue projections are rather anemic. And while they continue to grow, they are no longer keeping up with the rising costs of running the government, including increasing health care and pension costs. Do you remember what Mayor Jonathan Rothschild said about Obamacare? He's a huge fan of Obamacare. Huge fan, even though Obamacare is causing everything to go up. Remember what he said about Obamacare? Listen. Since the ACA passed and the health insurance marketplace opened, Mm. we've reduced Pima County's uninsured rate from 17% in 2013 to 11% in 2016. The Affordable Care Act has been a godsend for thousands of Tucsonans. Except now we can't afford to pay for health insurance, so we have to raise your taxes. Uh Uh-huh. So apparently, Ortega outlined the projections. His projections had the city about $6 million in the black for next fiscal year, which is really good, but like, what about in the future? So the city manager, it says here, put out a number of issues that could add to the city's budget in the next coming year. Increases in the city's contribution to the public safety personnel retirement system, the pension, right? Healthcare costs, unmet capital needs, that kind of stuff, fire, other than fire and police. So you had Prop 101, you just passed that if you lived in Tucson. $150 million increase in taxes for new police and fire department stuff, what they need. It says here, one area of concern is increased staffing at the police department. Council has a goal of hiring 20 additional officers over the current size of the force. I've been told they're like 400 short of what they need to be. 20, baby. That's why it takes seven hours when you get burglarized for someone to come to your home. And I love this. The next paragraph in the local paper says, Police Chief Chris Magnus said that if the average of eight officers leaving the department monthly continues... It'll have the effect of requiring the hiring of a total of 120 officers in the next fiscal cycle. Why didn't they say, hey, Chris, why are eight officers leaving the department every month? Why are they retiring? Why are they quitting to go work somewhere else? Why are they doing this? It's because your policies suck? Because they don't like you? Because you don't back them? Because Regina Romero said that uh, the cops are racist because they're going to pull over people of color that are talking to their phones more than anybody else? You didn't say anything about that? Morale is so bad. Chris, why don't you say something about that, buddy? How do you just leave that? I mean, that, that's a pretty big statement right there, isn't it? Magnus admits, on the average, eight officers leave the department every month. Why? Why is that happening? Yep. So again, why, why are they doing this? What are they blaming this on, by the way? Uh, besides costs going up for health care and pensions and stuff like that. They're blaming um, the popularity, the increasing popularity of online sales. Decli- as far as re- declining revenue, city manager Mike Ortega put some of the blame on increasing popularity of online sales. So the city is powerless to ask online retailers to pay local sales taxes. That's all you count on is, is that, huh? Online sales. Jobs, jobs, jobs. No more, jo- no jobs. Why is Chandler doing well? Gilbert, Scottsdale. Why is most of the country doing well? And online sales are, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can buy things online all over America, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure. When I'm blind, we blame online sales. Why don't you cut taxes and cut regulations and make it more easy and feasible 
for businesses to start, then they could hire people. It's amazing when that happens, when that happens, and then people will spend their own money in other places. How about that one, no? Nah. So anyway, he suggested that the city council move away from the heavy reliance on sales taxes, but says we need to pursue other forms of taxation, creating taxing districts for some services. A fire district, a parks district, all that stuff. More taxes, more taxes, more taxes. He said he's also looking to cut costs inside the city, uh, their $544 million general fund budget. Wants to reorganize stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound like they're going to hire more cops when that happens. There you go. That's the plan by the city. 751, we will continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Yes. Hello, 807 on this Monday, January 29th. Beautiful day outside. Sun is shining. It's really witty. Look at those trees out there. Look. There's a random uh, there's random stuff blowing by. I don't see any plastic bags, though, so the city councilman, Paul Cunningham, can breathe easy. Anyway, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. All the bags are stuck in the fence in cemetery across the street. <laughs> That's God. why. There are three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one... Uh, it looks like the House Intelligence Committee. I know you never thought it would be interesting, right? It looks like they are going to be today at 5 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock local time, and they are going to vote on releasing the memo. It is so important that that happens. Where'd the music go? Where'd it go? Yes. Fire's going. Yes. Thank you. So that's going to be huge. I hope it happens, and I hope Trump talks about it tomorrow at the State of the Union. Wouldn't it be great if you just read the memo? Hey, by the way, I got this memo. I just wrote, I'm president. You know that I'm president? I'm president. That's pretty good. First time try. I got this memo. Shows how the government, Obama, Hillary, the FBI, Comey, they all wanted to take me down. Since we're all here, I might as well read it. Would that not be epic if that happened tomorrow at the State of the Union? Of course it would be. That's why I want you to watch with me tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at Mr. Ron's. I'll be there, Oracle and Rudisil. Info's at knst.com. It's going to be a hell of a time. Get some food, get some drinks, watch the fireworks. Uh, anyway, second thing that I think you need to know is uh, there was a study out here in, in using data from Arizona. And I wonder what uh, Chief Magnus, of course, the dolts on the Tucson City Council, the Pima County Board of Supervisors, you name it, uh, this data... And I tweeted this out. If you're on, if you follow me on Twitter, you'd get it at Garrett Lewis. Follow me on Twitter. Illegal aliens in Arizona commit crimes at double the rate of native-born people. Uh oh. And some genius is already like, "Hey, it's it's it's, it's conviction, and poor people are convicted more." And blah 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 blah. Um, excuse me. Poor people. Yes. Okay. And the reason this, this is a big deal is also is that um, the illegal immigrants between the ages of 15 and 35, 18 and 35, they're very high. They are very, and that's, the, that's about the age that you want to get the DACA and the Dreamer illegal aliens amnesty. That's what, the, that's what the left wants. Matter of fact, 18 to 35-year-olds, oh boy. Um, again, 
in Arizona, data showed the population, the illegal alien population had crime rates 250% higher than their share of population would have predicted. Uh-oh. Third thing I think you need to know, the city of Tucson wants to raise taxes. They're looking, they said we are having weak, we're the one place in the country that is having weak revenue forecasts. They have a weak stream here of revenue, a weak stream of revenue in the city of Tucson. There should be a pill for that. Anyway, they have a weak stream of revenue. And they don't know what else to do. They see the rest of the country booming when Trump cut taxes. So they're like, well, screw that guy. We'll raise taxes. It'll work this time. That's what they want to do. Three things I think you need to know. Yep. Uh, by the way, in that same story, uh, Chief Magnus acknowledged, on average, eight officers are leaving every single month. And that is a, this is a public safety issue. Why was that not a big deal? Why weren't they like, hey, Chris, why is this happening? But you know why they weren't like that really quick? Because they hired him for that reason. They're all of the same mind. They don't care. They wanted to cut police officers' jobs. They want, it's okay. Don't believe Kazachik and Romero and the rest of these clowns and Rothschild when they say that they all, oh, what's really important to us is a safe community. We need to make sure we support our police and blah, blah, blah. Give me a break. Get out of here. Retired police officer just emailed me. This is the first I've heard an official acknowledgement of the attrition rate. And publicly, there's no question of why. Except for here, you're right. And that's why I'm saying, why are they not saying, why are we losing eight officers a month? This is not good for the public. You know, I don't think you're going to see uh, High Pants Bud Foster, the curmudgeon over there at Tucson News Now, do a story on this because it will not make his friends look good. Good old press release bud will wait until they spin this and do it a positive way. Yeah. Oh, by, by losing eight, eight a month, you create more jobs. Well, think about it. Job yeah, yeah, exactly. Eight times 12, because it's 12 months. Think about it, Joe. Eight, yeah, Joe, Joe had a two Sundays now. So eight times 12 is 96. Yes. Right? Eight sure. officers a month, 12 months a year. 96 officers a year, on average, are losing. And the goal is to hire 20. Maybe they can't hire more than that. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they can't because Magnus doesn't seem to be a big fan of police officers. But I, I know he's a police he's chief. chief. I, I know. Oh. I know. He's still with Black Lives Matter, man. Black Lives Matter don't like cops. Yep. So there you go. That, that should be the big question that you are asking if you live in the city of Tucson. And if you are in the city of Tucson... The other question you should ask yourself is, why the hell am I staying here? I have options. I can go to unincorporated Pima County, Foothills, Salonita, Oro Valley, Oro Valley, Pinal County, Red Rock. Um, Picacho Peak. Yeah, there are lots of places and lots of... You can go. Vote with your feet. They just want to keep taking your money. They want to penalize... We don't know how to budget anything, so we're going to penalize you for making money in Tucson. They're chasing them out. They're chasing you out. So um, you should escape... To go to somewhere else. That's really what you should do. There's some lovely surrounding communities. Marana, they're doing a good job. Oro Valley, despite the, uh, the, I, I would, you know, I would say corrupt mayor. He doesn't want to bring up the fact that the golf course we talked about it on Friday loses millions of dollars every year. If you miss Friday, we found out with the numbers. They're, they're up there. Mike Zinkin brought him in from the Oro Valley website. 
Uh, the city of Oro Valley, the town of Oro Valley, has already lost $1.1 million in the first five fiscal months because of that golf course. It has lost just that, $1.1 million. They can't get enough sales tax revenue to cover that, which is what they said it would. It's never going to make money. It's going to lose more money every single year. Anyway. But there are other places to go. I mean, why would you want to stay in Tucson? 880-KNST, 880-5678. crazy so uh we have some major 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 problems that are going on here and uh the media except for me they're not asking the questions and that's why nobody will come on this show by the way because we demand answers and it's not like they're that hard of a question to answer it's why are you losing that many police officers what are you going to do to turn it around where you get kazachik or Walshot in here and go look around the country trump cuts taxes Jobs are created. Revenues go off the charts. Why don't you do the same here? I'm not, I mean, I know I can be, I don't want to say a jerk, but I'll say a jerk. It can be intimidating, and that's why Martha doesn't want to come on this show, Martha McShaw. That's fine. But what the hell? It's the questions that I want to know, and I know that you want to know them as well. See, part of the problem is that you get some of these reporters or whatever, and they either kiss butt or they want to make themselves seem really smart by asking the most ridiculously worded questions that they think people, well, that guy's a really smart person with a question. The questions make no sense. It's like in Bull Durham. You hit the ball. You catch the ball. You throw the ball. It's very simple. By the way, speaking of that, I called this on Friday. If you're just tuning in and there was... I mean, I'll tell you, I'm I'm proud and surprised. Well, not, I mean, I shouldn't say surprised. I want to insult you. Proud and sh- yeah, I'm a little surprised that uh, you didn't melt down more on the news of the Trumpster putting out this amnesty plan with the White House. And I called it. I said, you know, hey, he's doing it to to play. He's playing the Democrats. And I had a bunch of people on Twitter, on Facebook, email, even callers that called in and agreed. Chill out. It's all good. Chill. Saturday night. Trump tweets out, I've offered DACA a wonderful deal, including a doubling in the number of recipients and a 12-year pathway to citizenship for two reasons. One, because the Republicans want to fix a long-time terrible problem. Two, to show that the Democrats do not want to solve DACA, only use it. So he admits, I knew they never were going to take this deal. I put it out, I put something out there more than they even asked for, and they still rejected it, and now America needs to see it. You know what? I can't wait, and he better he better put this out there. I hope he talks about that tomorrow. And I believe he will in the State of the Union. That he said, I offered a heck of a deal, more than they even asked for, and they said no. You know what that shows to me? It shows to me they don't want to fix this. They just want to use it to try to win elections. Simple as that. So the Trumpster nailed it. Nailed it. By the way, let's play uh, Chuck Schumer real quick. This is a big deal. Good old Chucky boy Schumer. Um, you have a at number 55. Thank you. Uh, Chuck Schumer. <laughs> Chuck Schumer uh, stood up on the Senate floor and just like the rest of his uh, Democratic friends, continued to alienate and piss off the American public by making statements like this. Here we go. When the American people learn that some of them are not getting anything, some of them getting raises, and the rest are getting crumbs, and big corporations and wealthy individuals are getting nice fat pieces of pie, they're going to be outraged. They are already. 
Who's outraged? Where are these outraged people? I'm only outraged because I haven't received it yet. But that's all I can say on this matter. Uh, Ryan and me, we got a coffee mug. For our bonus? It was, it was nice. It was a nice, thoughtful uh, present from someone in this building. Had our initial on it. It was a big coffee mug. You can get like probably two, two and a half cups of coffee in that mug. So it saves you the trouble of having to pour more coffee. What are you using Barbie-sized cups? Normal, normal-sized cup. There's 16. I get coffee cups. They're like 12. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the latest. There you go. I mean, they are just literally insulting people. As a matter of fact, do you have that soundbite of that chick? Who is this random MSNBC guest? It's right in the middle there. Um, who is this person? I don't on On the crazy, oh, yeah, okay. Tiffany Ross. Managing editor of something called The Beat DC, Tiffany Cross. That's her name, Tiffany Cross. She was on MSNBC's uh, weekend morning show, Joy Reid. And this uh, Joy Reid is crazy. And um, this young lady wants more than just Joe Kennedy III to give the Democratic response to the State of the Union. She wants like a theatrical performance and stuff. And she's talking about messaging just just listen to this here we go this was a chance for democrats we have to take advantage we have to change our messaging tactics the way donald trump has taken advantage of this reality tv atmosphere right. i think they should have gotten all of their um all-stars you know this is a, a different day and age we, we don't have to play by the old playbook rule get kamala harris get cory book get, get booker get kirsten gillibrand and produce this like you're producing the trailer for the black panther party get them all <laughs> together <laughs> rallying cry you know the revolution will be televised but if the democrats create a dope response it could be televised so, instagram twitter shared on twitter and facebook and I, I think they kind of missed the boat with this jonathan your thoughts yeah i think they, missed the, I, I think they missed the boat with hillary but anyway this is a dope response there's no way you can beat back the economy is booming you're having more of your own money jobs are being created you're making more money wages are rising ice is getting you know they, they'll still do attacks but isis is getting crushed we want to secure the border. You don't beat that. How do, how do you top that? You know what Democrats are talking about? What's funny? You know what they're going to bring up? What's it, well, you know what's important to people? Health care. So that, <laughs> cool. Bring okay. up the thing that Democrats have destroyed. You're going to run on that? I know the Republicans failed because they're a bunch of rhinos and trying to make it better. But this is the best you have. Everything they do is just dumb. It's like all of a sudden they've reversed and flip-flopped and become Republicans. Republicans could never get messaging out with Bush and Romney. They just say the dumbest things at the dumbest times. And now, finally, the Democrats are doing it. It's hilarious to watch. Okay, now, speaking of uh, just stupid and, and just dumb, coming up uh, in about five, we'll get to this. There's a plan to fix the streets, but not really to fix the potholes. In Tucson, uh, the council voted unanimously to develop a plan or a policy for uh, complete streets. What the hell are complete streets? Wait until you hear it. It's coming up. KNST AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. talk. All right, 828, thank you for hanging out on this Monday. State of the Union, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Mr. Ons, I'll be there. I suggest you get there before 7 o'clock if you'd like to grab a good seat. Otherwise, we can hang out and... Um, well, we could just we could hang out and stand up and watch. There's going to be TVs everywhere with it on. It's going to be great. There's info at knst.com uh, for the big, uh, big State of the Union watching party tomorrow. And if you didn't hear, there's like seven congressional black caucus members that are uh, saying, we're not going. We're protesting. And one of them is Maxine Waters. 
And she is giving her own response to Trump's State of the Union, because that's not racist, right? Of course, if there was a white person that sat out Obama's State of the Union, not because Obama's black and he's white, but just because he didn't like him, they'd be the biggest, you know, racists ever. <laughs> yeah, Maxine Waters is is not a racist. She just hates Trump so much and it's accepted. And she's giving her own version of the State of the Response uh, on BET. So there you go. I actually hope Mr. On will put that on the TV afterwards. I think it'd be hilarious to see that mess of a human, Maxine Waters, try to make sentences work together and words work together. It'd be so good. About 80 today, windy, sunny. Yeah, (laughs) her words don't really work that well together. All right, Russia, 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 Russian dressing. So, um... Tucson is developing complete streets policy. What the hell's com- this is a local paper? Complete streets policy. The transportation department. It was a unanimous vote. City council said yes. You staff complete a develop develop a complete streets policy. Don't worry about a plan to fix the streets. We need a complete streets policy. And I'm like, what the hell is that crap, right? And well, there was a memo in the study sessions meeting materials where they did all this. This is all at their retreat they did, right? And it says here in the memo. Uh, complete streets provide access to safe and affordable transportation options for people regardless of their age, ability, income, race, or ethnicity, whether they're walking, biking, taking public transit, or driving. Now, wait a second. That just happened. Let's leave out a few words. Complete streets provide access to safe and affordable transportation options for people regardless of income, race, or ethnicity. Let's just leave it at that. Have you ever, and this I want to find out from you, have you ever not been able to walk down a street because of the color of your skin? Not because people stopped you, but because you're like, well, obviously this street was built for white people and I'm not white, so I just can't walk down this. Because it says complete streets are safe and affordable transportation options. They provide this for people regardless of their race or ethnicity and even income. What if it's like, you know what? I'm just too poor to walk down this street. I mean, is there a toll? What? What is this? Show us your tax return. Yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> what is it? What is going on? Oh, I can't walk down Easy Street. Yeah. Now, if they want complete, yeah, if they want complete <laughs> streets because they're like, you know what? It's just dangerous. We need safe, safe areas for bikers and stuff like that. Fine. But what does that have to do with somebody's race and ethnicity and their income? By the way, this is just another plan to get rid of cars that the city of Tucson wants. They talk about, in this story, as evidenced by years of high pedestrian and bicycle fatalities in our area, there are parts of town that aren't the safest to be on foot or two wheels, or in a vehicle for that matter. 27 deaths this year where pedestrians jump over the prior year. Regina Romero says, too many Tucsonans are killed every year on our roadways. We're simply not... We simply aren't taking this seriously enough. Mm -hmm. So what is a complete street? An example, it says here, North Mountain Avenue includes wide buffered bike lanes, just two lanes for vehicles. There you go. East 5th Street, North Euclid Avenue intersection. It has a Hawk crossing beacon. Bright green markings to alert motorists to cyclists and pedestrians and the protected bike lane running along Stone Avenue by Pima County 
Consolidated Justice Court. That's complete street visions. What that has to do with race and ethnicity? What is it only going to be built in areas that are Hispanic or white? Or what does that even mean? Doesn't mean every street will be retrofitted, but apparently, I guess, I guess high traffic areas. Who knows? The the city's growing network of bike boulevards, low traffic, low speed roads, with other safety features for cyclists is a good step in the right direction. So they're gonna they're gonna figure out how they can do this in this community. And they're going to raise your taxes. 880-KNST. They talked, hey, we, we went over that. 880-5678 if you'd like to talk about it. I, again, I just don't even know how that actually makes sense. Not a clue. Um, all right, so uh, there's, there's more. There's always more. There's actually really good news that is being ignored. I mean, really, really good news that is being ignored by the media. I don't know why, but this is really big. And I, I will tell it to you coming up in about 6, 8.33. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. In talk. No, that's, that's, that's the, the carnival. And it happens where the state fair, like once a year. That's where <laughs> you belong. Fair. 8.40. Thanks for hanging out. I can't be the side out. show, though. i got to no. be the upfront show. Uh, Ryan will be the upfront show tomorrow. I think he's going to go. You're going to be there tomorrow, you think? I think I have to drag my kids with me because... Uh, I ain't going to make dinner if I'm going to go. Well, the good thing is you have one old enough to drive you home. Yes. But then you'd be able to, you have to wake up the next morning at 3 and go to work. I do. Uh, Mr. Ons, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, State of the Union. We're having a watching party. I'd love to see you there. Uh, Mr. Ons, Oracle and Rudisil will be in the bar area. It is big. There are, I guarantee, I think there are speakers, too, for the outside area, aren't there? Yes, there is. So you could sit outside, and hey, there's fire pits and heaters and there's big bar. Just get there before 7. That's my my, my advice. Trump's going to start at 7, I think 7.01.30. But get there at 7, and you can hang out with us. We're also going to carry it, the uh, State of the Union, of course, tomorrow at 7 o'clock here on KNST AM 790. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, uh, the House Intel Committee is going to meet at 5 o'clock today, 3 o'clock local time, where they are apparently set to vote to release the memo which is huge. And Trump has already announced, and his people already announced over the weekend, he wants the memo released. I'll get into uh, what actually is going to be in the memo in just a little bit as well. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know is that the data released by the the state of Arizona, I should say, the state of Arizona, uh, Washington Times uh, had a report done by John Lott, and it showed that illegal aliens in Arizona commit crimes at double the rate compared to native-born in Arizona, native-born people. Double the rate. Where's Chief Magnus on that? Hmm? And sanctuary cities. Uh, in 2014, there was, I mean, there, there's, these are stats. I got this really quick. This is like a part B to it. In the year, um, uh, from Center for, Center for Immigrations, uh, Center, Center for Immigration, CIS.org, Center Center, what am I talking about? What are you talking CIS. about? CIS.org. Uh, Center for Immigration Studies. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Center for Immigration Studies. Crime Investigation. I had, I had, a, I had a, a mind blank for a minute. CIS. Is that a show? NCIS. Oh, NCIS. CIS.org. Uh, they said that there were over 10,000 illegal aliens released to the streets uh, since 2014 that have committed new crimes. Those are 10, because they're sanctuary cities. Those are 10,000 crimes that could have been prevented. Magnus, what do you have to say? Third thing I think you need to know, City of Tucson wants to raise your taxes, it looks like. They, they had a, a, a retreat where they talked about stuff, and they said they're losing officers 
They finally admitted it, losing on average eight a month. That's 96 a year. They want to hire 20. Great. Uh, and they said that uh, they they have weak stream economic forecasts, weak revenue stream economic forecasts. And the only thing they can do is create new taxation systems. So they want to uh, park the uh, district attacks a fire they want to do that they want to keep they want to continue to tax the you know what out of you around the country you cut taxes things boom here they want to just tax you bunch of geniuses three things i think you need to know now speaking of that real fast um i saw this on the gateway pundit this it's all backed up by data and stats trump decreases the debt to gdp ratio in his first year in office first time in more than 50 years the higher a country's debt to their gross domestic product ratio, the less healthy the country's economy. So GDP numbers were released last week. Trump's policies have officially decreased the debt to GDP ratio by 1.2%. It's in his first year of office. Compare that with Obama. Obama increased the U.S. debt to GDP ratio in his first year in office by 14.5%. In eight years, he increased it. 37%. Trump cut his by 1.2% in the first year. Just saying, this is a big deal. The last president to do this was Nixon in 1969. Reagan and Bush decreased the debt to GDP to ratio in their first years, but it was less than 1%. Trump did it 1.2%. Imagine if they would have actually gotten rid of Obamacare. Just imagine. All right, just just something for you, just something I wanted you to see. Uh, here's another story that I that I uh, saw. Sanctuary cities, since we're on the legal, legal immigration kick too, there are, according to CNSNews.com, 675 jurisdictions that would not turn over criminal aliens to ICE. 675 declined to comply with ICE for a detainer. They said, you guys are letting this guy walk out the building or your jail. We want them. Nope, we refuse to work with you. 675. Are you kidding me? 675 jurisdictions. They declined to honor more than 29,269 ICE immigration detainers. That is, that's a lot of illegal aliens let walk back on the street, isn't it? It's a big deal. Now on that that front, what is what is Trump going to talk about? There's a lot he's going to talk about. Let me play for you, and I'll put this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, and you'll see it. Um I want you to hear what Bill Clinton said back in nineteen ninety five during his State of the Union. If Trump is probably going to say the same thing, but he'll be racist. But just, again, think about how far we have come as a country. This is a big deal, and everybody needs to hear this. Number 50, all beautiful. This is what Bill Clinton said, State of the Union speech, 1995, 23 years ago. Go ahead. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, 
by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, Ooh. by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget Damn, I will present racist. to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. Wow. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. David, Republicans and Democrats, they all stood up. <clears throat> Uh, tomorrow when Trump talks about illegal immigration, and he will, I guarantee you only half of the people will stand. The Republicans. You. Yeah. Those are the only ones that will stand. Nobody else. Just them. It's insane to, to think how far we've come. And by the way, uh, I saw this. Now, one of the reasons I left New York is because college was way too expensive. It was ridiculous. Apparently, again, New York, they are so broke. What a stupid state. Governor Cuomo already has a free tuition program. I mean, there's no such thing as free. Somebody has to pay for it, right? They just keep taxing people. Uh, they have something called the Excelsior program. That's what it is. It allows all the New York residents with a family income of 110 grand or less, because you can't even make it in New York on 110 grand, to attend a state university or city university institution with absolutely no tuition bill. Well, Governor Cuomo just said he wants to make it available for illegal immigrants as well. I am an actual, I was born here, I'm an American, I'm a New Yorker. I left New York because I couldn't afford this stuff. I couldn't afford to live there, I couldn't afford the college. And to see Governor Cuomo extend free college to illegal aliens is such a slap in the face. And I hope that my friends back there and family back there in New York sees this. I don't know if they're going to see it the same way as me. But New York is chasing people out left and right. Nobody can afford to live there. Who the hell, doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat, who the hell thinks it's okay to get illegal aliens free college when you have actual Americans, legal residents, legal citizens, you name it. They can't afford it and they have to leave. This is what they're doing there. This is what he do. More giveaways and giveaways to illegal aliens. And you contrast that to what, what Trump said. Oh, it's insane. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, we will also get to what uh, Nancy Pelosi said about illegal aliens. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's just, there's just so much more I need to get to as well. Well, you know, we'll finally do the, the Leah Marquez-Peterson thing, too. It's a story I've had for a couple of weeks. I haven't had a chance to get to it. Leah Marquez-Peterson running... Uh, for Martha McSally's current seat, and, and she will probably lose, head of the uh, Tucson Hispanic uh, Chamber of Commerce. And uh, just some some just some dirt about her campaign. Coming up, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. 
It is your morning ritual. Oh my goodness, really? We got to keep that one up. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. State of the Union watching party tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Uh, I will be at Mister On's seven o'clock. I will get there earlier if I were you. It's at Oracle and Rudisill. Hope you can come out. There's going to be great, uh, you know, great, great seating. Bar area is huge. Tables. There's an outdoor area. You're going to be able to hear the State of the Union as well. Again, I get there early. Have some dinner. Have some drinks. Have it all. Have it all. Uh, there's information at KNST.com. If you follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, really quick, by the way, I just tweeted out a link to the information for our State of the Union watching party. And uh, it, it's a great graphic that our web department made. It's me and Trump side by side. So I just tweeted out one of these guys will be at Mr. On's for the KNST State of the Union <laughs> watching party. Guess who? Watch with him. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the House Intel Committee is going to meet today at 3 o'clock local time, 5 o'clock Eastern, where it looks like they are going to vote to release the memo. Uh, and then Trump has already said, oh, I'm releasing the memo. It's happening. I'm releasing it. Don't you worry about it. Oh, boy. It's, uh, it's going to be very interesting. Second thing that I think you need to know is that a study was done, data from the state of Arizona, given to John Lott. He's a great, uh, I mean, listen, he's a statistics guy. And what he deciphered from the, the data given by the state of Arizona is that illegal aliens commit crimes at double the rate compared to native-born people. Uh-oh. Where's Magnus? And I'm not talking Native American. I'm talking one's actually born here, okay? Enough. I'm a Native American. I was born here. Don't you, don't you. Mm. So anyway, where where is the uh where, where is Magnus to dispute that one, huh? But you're from New York. Mm-hmm. Third thing I think you need to know. <laughs> I have my paper. <laughs> Third thing that I think you my, my accent. Third thing I think you need to know. The city of Tucson had a retreat. The leaders, the council, the mayor, the city manager, and, and the manager's like, listen, we are suffering from a weak revenue stream. <laughs> he just said weak revenue forecast, but let's just call it, it it's a weak stream of revenue. So we're probably going to have to uh, think of new ways to tax people. They want to raise your taxes and do it in new ways so you don't have to vote on it. Isn't that great? No, you'll have to vote on it. You'll, you'll vote. That's what they want to think of new uh, shifty ways so you fall for it. Shifty ways. We're going to make new districts. Oh, yeah, new districts that we can tax people. Oh, yeah. So Trump cuts taxes. The economy booms. Tucson, they're like, we would never want to do that. We'll keep raising it and hope one day it's going to work. They just raised taxes of Prop 101, $150 million. Why are you still living in Tucson? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, Also, the Grammys. I haven't really talked a lot about the Grammys because I just don't care, and I don't think you do, and apparently the rest of the country doesn't care either. Uh, Ratings are out, and it looks like it's the lowest-rated Grammys of all time. No way! Nobody wants to actually be told uh, how to think politically by a bunch of uh, musicians? No, I'm shocked. What? Oh, I am so surprised by that. Yes, like a t- over a 20% decline from last year's show. Way to go, Grammys. And they and listen, they were they thought it'd be cool to have people reading parts of the Fire and Fury book, the fictitious book about Trump by that that author, was it Michael Wolf, whatever his name is? Yes. And they had Hillary as one of the people reading it. And what's funny is that they all uh, everybody at the Grammys had these white roses on. 
we're standing up to sexual harassment. We are standing up to sexual harassment. And we're going to stand up to sexual harassment by having Bill Clinton's wife on the show. Awesome. Uh, she never stood up to sexual harassment. She called the women that accused Billy Boy of harassing them, raping them, whatever you name it. Um, she called their reaction a bimbo eruption. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you have it. So we have that, which is nice. Now let's talk about uh, locally real quick. Leah Marquez Peterson. She was on this show about a month, a little over a month ago, a month and a half ago. And she acted as if she did not know. Either she was being very dishonest. I've been told by people she was ducking the question because I said, what about chain migration? What do you think about this whole, what Trump wants to do about immigration? She goes, I don't know what that is. Either way, if you don't know what it is, you're you're not smart enough to become, and listen, that says a lot because a lot of members of Congress are dumb as hell. But you're not smart enough, Leah, to actually run for Congress. You, I mean, you can run, but you shouldn't be voting. You should not be a member of Congress. I don't think you passed the test. Uh, or you're just lying about it, which would probably fit you right in to Congress because you just lie about stuff. Oh, you want to play that? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's because we had that one part. If you missed it, just so you don't think I'm taking this out of context, I want you to hear uh, me talk with Leah Marquez-Peterson December 12th on this show about chain migration because she said she's she's only going to run for Congress if Martha, Martha McSally decides to run for the Senate. And I have more on that. This is what she said on the show. Here we go. Okay, but but when it comes to merit based versus just chain, I mean, would you like to end chain migration? Well, right now it's based on the country you're in, and there's so many visas eligible, and and there's such a small uh, percentage of those that want to come in from various countries. I think we need to rework that entire complex system. Well, would would you want to end chain migration though? Chain migration. What do you mean by that? When one person is admitted here, and they could bring it's somewhere twenty to two to. I mean, on average, I think a person coming here from Mexico brings something close to six relatives here with them. That's why the guy, the guy that uh, did the terrorist attack up in New York, he drove into people on the West Side Highway. Uh, he got here on the lottery and was able to bring, I believe it was 22 or 23 members of his family here via chain migration. I mean, I think the, the bigger question is how do we bring people here to work who perhaps want to rate, get money to do that? That's uh, something that make a big difference back in their countries. And then how do we No, 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 but home? I mean, you don't, you don't think this is a big deal with the chain migration, though? No, I, mean, they, I, they were, they were I think certainly attacks. it's People a, came here and committed terrorist attacks right, and that's, via chain migration. But I think that the bigger question is how do you come here, make a better economic condition for your family, and then go home? Maybe it's not the chain migration that's the ultimate wow. answer, but it's folks heading back with their dollars so they don't, we don't have to break up families. You think she was dodging it because she's in favor of chain migration? Folks heading back with their dollars. Yeah, and they never come back here. They suck drive our economy. And she's the head of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. She doesn't like Trump. She never liked Trump. She doesn't even ask her. No, I like him now. Sure you do. Sure you do. Um, she's against the wall. And I, I had her on the show the last time. And she would listen. Kudos to her for coming on the show and answering the questions the last time. Or two times ago, I should say. Because I said to her, you know, why are you against the wall? The wall is going to go up in parts of the desert. You know, you're worried about commerce. Those things are brought on rail and on trucks, and those are not going to be stopped by a wall. Doesn't matter. So anyway, uh, Leah Marquez Peterson. There's a story uh, in Roll Call, rollcall.com, about uh, the Arizona uh, Democrats. Democrats see an opportunity in McSally's old house seat. Now, again, she was on this show, uh, Leah Marcus peterson and she said, I'm only going to run 
if Martha announces, she knew. She knew it. As a matter of fact, it says here in the story about Leah Marquez Peterson. On the Republican side, Leah, and this, this came out January 17th. On the Republican side, Leah Marquez Peterson is the lone candidate who has filed with the Federal Election Commission, and that's by design. She announced her candidacy even before McSally officially announced her Senate run to ward off potential primary candidates, according to a consultant with her campaign. So remember, I said to her, are you running? Are you not running? I mean, McSally hasn't said she's not running. Oh, no. I only said I will if she doesn't run. They knew she wasn't going to run. And here's the So she lied on this show. Leah Marquez-Peterson, already doing what politicians do, lying to our faces. She announced her candidacy. Again, let me read it even before McSally officially announced her Senate run to ward off potential primary candidates, according to a consultant with her campaign. The consultant said, quote, the Democrats already had many months head start, and this is going to be a big, expensive congressional race. We wanted to put our marker down that she was interested. So she was not honest when she was in here to answer the question. Um, Marquez Peterson has also met with those reportedly considering jumping in the race and encouraged them not to run. That's what it says here. She can say this is a false story and fake news. No problem, Lee, anytime. 880-KNST, 880-5678. She could scare off even more challengers with her fundraising ability. And I'm thinking, you heard her on the show. I mean, is there anything dynamic? I mean, she knows businesses in town. Cheap labor, no wall. I'm going to sandbag Trump every time I you know, get a chance. It's Tucson. Her campaign announced that, they, that she has raised more than $215,000 in the first three weeks since declaring. Big money, big money, big money following her. You know who it is, the same players here in Tucson. Um, it would be huge, a national GOP strategist said about the prospect of an uncontested primary. It would allow her to basically stockpile resources and build a campaign organization focused on taking out a Democrat while they completely deplete their own resources and divide themselves. Because you have Matt Hines, who will not make it, and you have the uh, establishment uh, carpetbagger and Kirkpatrick. She was uh, the former congresswoman in CD1, Oro Valley and all the way north, very familiar in Flagstaff. She decided to run against McCain and got her butt kicked. And now she's moving. She moved to Tucson to to try to take over this seat. Because go get a real job. Why well, get a carpet bag and try to become a member of Congress? Every place has an opening. Anyway, the Marquez Peterson consultant says here in roll call said they were preparing to campaign against either Kirkpatrick or Matt Hines. A handful of other candidates have filed on the Democratic side as well. And Matt Hines was on this show, and it was not good for him. <laughs> what do you mean? When we talked to him and he had no, I asked him about the 60,000 criminal illegal aliens that Barack Obama let go to the streets. I mean, it's a national story. It was out there. And he's like, I, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay. And he, and I'm like, and he wasn't really saying much. I'm like, are you there? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm writing down everything that you're saying, which was cool. But I'm like, oh my God, really? Like he had no clue as to a lot of things that were happening. And I know doctors that says Matt calls them all the time to bother them for campaign donations. They're like, dude, get out of here. Enough. This guy, by the way, it, he left his, his job as a doctor, I think he was an ER doctor here at a hospital in Tucson. He left it to go be a cheerleader for Obamacare in D.C. A lot of good sense that is, huh? A lot of good sense. So there you go. There, That's the latest. Um, 
on this race. Oh, by the way, um, it says here also, Grahalva endorsed another person. There's another Democrat running, a former assistant Army secretary, Mary Mattiella. Gra- Grahalva endorsed her. So she's running against Kirkpatrick and Matt Hines as well. So you have a whole bunch of Democrats in there. And the Republicans are just hoping, because they have no strong candidate. I'm sorry, Leah Marquez-Peterson. You know, you listen to this show, you heard what you heard, right? But now you're going to have three Democrats eating their own. Grahalva, the king communist here, he endorsed that chick. So what does it say about her? And then you have Kirkpatrick. And I mean, who, who has more power, Kirkpatrick or Grahalva? Then you have Matt Hines doing whatever. So we have that, 920. Uh, there's more. We gotta gotta get a uh, a college story in for you as well. Um, there is a <laughs> apparently what what is the story that I just saw that was up there? Yes. Uh, the latest evidence that white people are guilty of privilege and oppressing others. The latest evidence. Wait until you hear this. You can't make it up. It's going to be so good. You can't make it so up. Good. This is, who does this stuff? Like the studies? Any of this, all of it. Yes, it's just insane. Uh, we will continue. In for, wait till you hear it. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating to me. talk. One good, of these things don't belong. It's a, oh, come on. <laughs> it's a good picture. 927. Of the dawn. Shut up. Uh, Going to be about 80 today, sunny but windy, so watch out if you're wearing a piece. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> 7 o'clock start for the State of the Union. You can hear it live on KNST AM 790, Trump's first one. Last year was a joint session of Congress, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you can listen on KNST. You can also watch it with, with me, and I think Ryan's going to bring the family. Uh, get your wife down there, too. Why? I don't know. See if you can. I'm not asking my... But anyway, see if you can... <laughs> Mr. Hans, tomorrow night, I'd get there before 7, Wait. get some dinner, get some drinks, enjoy watching the Trumpsters' first state of the union. It's going to be great. What? Don't you want me to have a good time? Oh, you know, is she listening right now? No. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, I, <clears throat> let's move on. 7 o'clock start. And Ryan's making fun of it because at KNST.com, um, we have the page there. And I told the uh, Artella web, web department, put a picture of me and the Don side by side. And they did. It's a good picture. Yeah. And I'm like... No, they photoshopped you like what, six inches of height? Easy. What? Easy. He's like six foot seven. He's like six three. Easy. <laughs> or shut your mouth when you talk to me. All right. So um there <laughs> So here we go. You gotta love this. Michigan State University. Uh, a professor has said another example of white people using their power, privilege, and oppression happens when they perform yoga. See, I'm upset because I am so... You might be surprised by this, but I am not flexible in the mind or the body. <laughs> My wife tried me. She's like, let's do yoga one time. We had those P90X things years ago. And, and that's like advanced. You know, it's like hardcore stuff. And I, I couldn't do it. And I'm just, you know, like sitting relaxed. Like, you got to clear your mind. I'm like, clear my mind. My mind never stops. I can't clear my mind. All I think about is this is dumb. I could be doing so many better things. I can't relax. It's not in my nature to relax. It's just not what I do. Anyway, a professor of religious studies. This is from the College Fix. Professor of religious studies at Michigan State University recently argued that white people who practice yoga are guilty of enjoying a system of power, privilege, and oppression. Is this you? To truly honor yoga, 
This MSU professor, Shrina Gandhi. Oh, leave it to Gandhi. She wrote, white Americans should understand its history if you really want to honor yoga. They need to acknowledge the cultural appropriation they engage in and possibly reduce the cost of yoga classes for poor people. That's right. That's a group that often includes people of color and recent immigrants, such as Indian women to whom this practice rightfully belongs. Yep. So again, apparently I can't eat a baked ziti or chicken parmesan or chicken marsala because the Italians, they... They love it. My, my non-Jewish wife, my Gentile wife, loves matzo ball soup. No more! You can't have it! Done! Anyway. This, this crazy <laughs> only get professor... Half. Yeah, oh my God. You, you get half the matzo ball. Uh, <laughs> this this uh, Gandhi lady, this professor, argued yoga, and it, as it's practiced in America today, is not an extension. Wait, wait, wait. What? I'm sorry. I, re- I misread. I have to read it again. I was so shocked. Gandhi, this this Srina Gandhi, Michigan State University professor, argued yoga as it's practiced in America today is an extension of white supremacy and the yoga industrial complex. <laughs> yoga. Everything's... Dude, this is like, again, when you used to call someone racist, you used to like really mean something because maybe it did, and then everybody's racist. You disagree with me? You're racist. Now, yoga is white supremacy when white people do it. Did you know that? It's white... Su- yes, you feel bad. And it's part of the yoga industrial complex. You got to watch out for that yoga industrial complex. It's a vast right-wing conspiracy. Yoga became and remains, she writes, a practice which allows Western practitioners to experience the idea of another culture while focusing on the self. She wrote this with co-author Lily Wolf, a self-described white Jewish organizer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, an anti-racist white Jewish organizer, facilitator, and healer who is passionate about decolonizing yoga. I mean, if you care this much about yoga, you need a life, right? Maybe you need to actually take some yoga classes and just chill out a little bit, you know? Maybe some legal weed. I don't know. Just chill out. So this anti-racist white Jewish organizer, facilitator, and healer, this is why I can't do this yoga thing. You call yourself a facilitator and a healer? What are you, a life coach? Decolonizing yoga. yoga, yeah. Yes. They wrote, this is the explosion of yoga studios, yoga videos, apps, yoga pants, which, yeah. by the way, big fan of yoga pants, and other yoga swag over the last two decades is evidence of the, wait for it, <clears throat> yoga industrial complex. Yoga contributes to our economic system, but never forget this system, they wrote, is built, is one built upon exploitation and commodification of labor, often the labor of black people and the people of the global south. What the hell are they talking? They did a piece in this piece called Yoga and the Roots of Cultural Appropriation. This is incredible. This is, again, like the, the Billy Madison moment where he made his answer. And the guy responds with the, the remember at the end, he's, uh, uh, thank you for your answer. We are all dumber. We are all now dumber <laughs> because of what you said. May, may God have mercy on your soul and everything else in between. Uh, there's more to this. Wait till you hear about it. Are you offended as a yoga person? The yoga. Got to do the yoga. It was in a couple's retreat. It was, get out of here. Uh, we're going to do the yoga together. All right, 933. There's more to this. This is incredible stuff. Incredible stuff.
It's your morning ritual. And we'll get to Nancy Pelosi, too, because he wanted to do yoga after that. What she said about the Trump amnesty bill. And by the way, the Trumpster blew the whistle that he did it to set them up. We'll get to that coming up right now on KNST. Here is Fox. I love it. 942 lowest rated Grammys in history. Keep on going. NFL, you, you're not standing for the, the anthem. The Grammys want to just rip Trump and most of America. You guys are just so stupid. So dumb. I love it. So good. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, there should be a vote today. This is a big deal. Five o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock local time. You have the House Intelligence Committee meeting and they are going to vote to release the memo. That's what they say. Pretty cool, huh? Second thing that I think you need to know is that a study was done. John Lott got data from the state of Arizona. Officials gave him data. Shows illegal aliens in Arizona commit crimes at double the rate compared to native-born people in Arizona. It's a big deal. Still nothing from Chief Magnus on that. Third thing I think you need to know. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Tucson City Council. Insane. They keep doing the same things, expecting different results. Uh, they, the city manager said, man, we have weak economic forecasts. Weak revenue streams we forecast coming up. Weak streams. Rest of the country is booming. So what do they want to do? Should we copy what Trump's doing and cut taxes and encourage people to open up businesses and stuff and hire people? Nah. Let's just create new taxing districts. We want to raise taxes over the next few years to help pay for stuff. Just beautiful, right? Just beautiful. Three things I think you need to know. God, there's so much I want to get to still. I just, I love this, the lowest rated Grammys in history. And by the way, really quick, before I get back to the yoga, the racist yoga, you white privileged yoga, tell my wife she can't do it anymore. Um, did you hear? You see the story? Apparently, uh, USA Today has this story. The Grammy president, because apparently a lot of, like 90% of the winners were guys yesterday. The Grammy president said women need to step up after men uh, swept the awards this year. You need to step up. I love it. You women need to do better. (whistles) Yep. So that's what he said. Women need to do, which is fine. That's what the free market is. How long, though, until somebody... From the media or the music world calls this guy sexist because of that. Why not? Step up. Do a better job. By the way, the whole show sucks and nobody really cares. Can you tell me who won the Grammys four years ago? Two years ago. Nobody cares. Larry the Cable Guy. Sure. No? Nobody cares. That's the point. All right, let's go back to the the yoga. The yoga. It is a symbol of white... Privilege, power, and oppression, says an Indian professor at Michigan State University. Hey, lady, you know, you took a job that apparently, let's just say, an American, or if you want to say a white person, could have gotten, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. That's not bad, right? I mean, I'm just just saying. You came from India to work here. You're going to rip our culture now? Screw you. Who can't do yoga? I can't do yoga. I don't want to do yoga. But I'm just saying. So anyway, she's listed as a visiting faculty member in Michigan State's Religious Studies Department. That's what she's doing. And uh, she wrote in her piece with a, an anti-racist white Jewish organizer, Lily Wolf, who also is a facilitator and a healer. I bet you are. They wrote this piece, Yoga and the Roots of Cultural Appropriation. They wrote, we must ask, in what ways are we complicit in a system 
that harms people of color, queer and trans people, poor people, people with disabilities and immigrants. What about me? I guess, is it a disability of me if I can't bend down and touch my toes? I'm like not flexible in that aspect. I'm not. That's why this whole yoga thing is, it sucks. <laughs> can you, you can't bend over, touch your toes. I can touch my toes. No, you can't. I can't too. Want me to prove it? No, not now. No. I just don't believe it. I'm just not I'll flexible. i bet you lunch. I'm not, no, <laughs> shut up. I'm not a flexible person. So uh, they wrote, we must, uh, despite our best values and intentions as, as individuals, our actions and inaction are inherently connected with a system of power, privilege, and, and oppression because white people are doing yoga. They don't like the fact that white people are doing it. They wrote, few white people make the connection between their attraction to yoga and the cultural loss their ancestors and relatives experienced when they bought into the white dominant culture in order to access resources. I mean, this chick is nuts. You ever think yoga is an example of the of white privilege? They offered a solution to yoga teachers and studio owners, saying they should create space for conversations about cultural appropriation and cultural accountability. How'd that work out for Starbucks, by the way? Yeah, uh, yeah while you're waiting for your coffee, talk about race relations with your barista. Uh, they also said white yoga leaders should consider the prohibited cost of classes, which can be discriminative toward low to middle income people, including people of color and recent immigrants. Like Indian women who rightfully own the practice, they argue. Sandra called and said, what about the caste system in India? That's oppressive. That, you're right. That totally is oppressive. I know. That is oppression like Again, defined. Again, this libs are... I'm going to tell you how to live, but I'm not going to abide by it. That's what it comes down to. Really quick. Sorry. She said, no, it's a good point. The result of modern day yoga in the West is represented and marketed by thin, white, upper middle class, cisgender, able-bodied women. That's why. Never mind. Adding white cultural dominant or adding white dominant cultural values like competitive individualism distorts the ancient teachings of yoga. You mean capitalism? Man, if you're competitive as an individual pushing for the best, that is what's wrong with yoga. Well, if that's the way it is, can we deport yoga? Can we do that? They claim yoga, uh, individual white people who teach and practice yoga, strive to promote their particular brand, which conspires to create a culture of elitism. I'm just a fan of yoga pants. That's all. Yoga pants. What a hell of an invent. I mean, that's one of the inventions best ever. To be honest with you, they should never go out of style, ever. I don't think they will. I hope not. I hope not. So there's that, which is nice. All right, so um, played for you the Bill Clinton tough on illegal immigration speech a couple of times in uh, the State of the Union. Uh, let's counter that. Number 51, Nancy Pelosi speaking to the U.S. Conference of Mayors. U.S. Conference of Mayors. Um, on Friday, she said about Trump's amnesty deal that he... He admitted on Twitter over the weekend that he did it just to basically show the Democrats for what they are, that they don't want to solve it. They just want to use it to run on. Listen to Nancy Pelosi. Here we go. That plan is a campaign to make America white again. Yoga, the amnesty plan. I mean, it never stops. Let's continue. This chick, I mean, compare this again with Bill Clinton 23 years ago, tough as nails on illegal immigration. A lot different than the Democrat Party now. 52, here we go. So this is a fight about who we are. It's not just a fight about dreamers, important as that is. 
My goodness, if any country oh, in the world said, got up one day and said, we're going to send 800,000 of young people who came here with their parents uh, back to where they came from, we'd say, that country is outside the circle of civilized human behavior. Oh, and what did Bill Clinton say in that little speech? He's like, we are going to, we're going to speed up the deportation of criminal legal aliens. That's just outside the realm. And then lastly, 53, this is why Democrats will lose again come November. Here we go. People don't understand. The one problem, I think, with the current occupant of the White House, they don't understand that sanctuary cities is what helps law enforcement. Ah. It helps public safety. It helps them. If only they just understood how somebody can come forward Mm. if they know they're protected to help public safety. Mm. It helps, okay, uh, Center for Immigration Studies. I'll put this, I'll tweet this out at Chris Magnus again, the police chief, because he needs to know. Center for Immigration Studies. They write, there are about 300 state and local governments with laws, rules, or policies that impede federal efforts to enforce immigration laws. But what does that mean to the average American citizen? Since 2014, about 10,000 criminal aliens who were released because of sanctuary policies were arrested again for new crimes. That's 10,000 preventable crimes. How again are sanctuary policies making us more safe? Can you you answer that for me? Chief Magnus, it's up to you, buddy. It's up to you. Losing eight cops a month, he admitted. Eight cops a month on average to retirement or they're just leaving. Going to pay for all those new cop cars or that property or that sales tax increase in Tucson. No cops to, to drive them. 952. Uh, there is more because, well, there always is more. As a matter of fact, there's something great. I want to give you a little piece. You know how you think that, uh, you know, the, the uh, young college people were taught that uh, they're being told that socialism is the greatest thing of all time, blah, 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 blah. Do you realize what's happening right now is go, it should change their mind? I will explain. There was a great piece in the New York Post. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating.